This is Alex Massa, and you're listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Bob Nolly. Yes, they are. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. How are you? So glad you found your way here again. It's time for me to say thank you. Thank you indeed once again. You remember early in the program, back in the beginning, I said a goal was to get 100 five-star rating reviews on iTunes. And you all have done it. You have really done it. And thank you so much for that. We now have 101 reviews and five-star ratings. Thank you to everyone. I'm, I'm just... I'm just so glad that you all have embraced the program in a way that just makes us proud and lets us know that you like what we're doing and the information, what you hear here is of value to you. And that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for all of that. Uh, Who do I have to say thank you to uh, Jake Harbury. Thanks for your comment there. Really great show. Interesting topics, and the content is incredibly helpful. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Jay, if that's your first name or not, that's your first initial, gave us some great feedback that the episode length is perfect. We always try to keep it in the 25-minute time range. Sometimes we go a little bit shorter, depending on, well, a bunch of things. Like today, we'll probably be a little short because there's some urgency in what I want to talk about today. Who else do I need to thank here? Uh, All Me Now says, great energy and excellent ideas and practical things. That's it, the practicality. I, I don't want leadership to be something that's high and mighty and up on a shelf that doesn't apply to you. It does apply to you. It's important. Great enthusiasm. Thank you so much, All Me Now. That's nice. RJ, the digital professor. We cover a lot of material in each episode, and it's great quality content. Oh, an amazing leadership skill podcast. RJ, the digital professor, thank you so much for that. And I think we're caught up. And I think we're caught up. That's great, folks. I tell you, I I really want to hear more feedback from you. Please email me directly, bob at labradorleadership.com, and let me know what you think. Uh, Go to the website, click on the orange button to join the conversation. Uh, the new Leaderati is rolling out soon. I want you to be a part of it. I've got some great feedback by email from lots of folks. Uh, comments that are very insightful and very helpful about guests they like best, what they like to hear more of. So I'd like to hear from you too. I'd like to hear from you too. Okay. Uh I think I may have mentioned on the last program, this is a great time of the year for a sports fan. The baseball playoffs are underway. Uh, the NFL season is quite an interesting one in rocking college football. Uh, college game day ESPN is actually coming to our state, if not our city, coming to Harrisonburg, Virginia this week for James Madison and the University of Richmond. So 
the state, not just the Shenandoah Valley, but the state is all a buzz about that. We are coming to your city. Yeah, here they come. So it's a it's a great sports time of the year because hockey and basketball are also underway as well. All right, so that's the point I'm making. So all the sports fans now are aware of this piece of news that was broken yesterday by ESPN. And there is a book that has been published. Uh, hard copy is going to come out later this month, but it's already available on Amazon for the Kindle called Breaking Cardinal Rules, Basketball and the Escort Queen by former escort Katina Powell, who talks about uh, parties that she uh, provided girls for at the University of Louisville. And the story broken by John Barr and Jeff Goodman at ESPN reports that former basketball players at Louisville uh, told the ESPN program Outside the Lines, that is a great program, that they attended parties in a dorm from 2010 through 14 that had strippers that were paid for by a former graduate assistant coach, allegedly, I will say, by the name of Andre McGee. And one of these players said that he actually had sex with a dancer after McGee had paid her. And each of the players said they attended different parties at the dorm where the dancers uh, stripped, came naked, present, and it was obvious to one that he said he felt like he was in a strip club, that they weren't college girls. So I will link up this book in the show notes. That's not for you to read the book. If you're interested, I want you to be able to get to it. That's it. And it's very short and it's very early in the game here. It's getting mixed reviews. You know, the fans that are interested in what's going on have rated it highly. and Others that are not as interested don't think quite as much of it. But part of the story is that Pal told Outside the Lines that he had given her cash for side deals which included uh, sex with some recruits and uh, with guardians who came with them on visits and, and, and some Louisville players. Now, if you're not a sports fan, particularly a college basketball fan, the governing agency of college sports, NCAA, has very strict rules about recruiting in all sports. And the, the visits, the number of visits, the timing of visits are, are very tightly governed by the rules and what can happen. So schools go the distance to make sure they are pretty well buttoned up and everything is in place when a sought-after recruit is coming for a visit to their campus. Players say that at Louisville, they talked on the phone with a recruiting coordinator and one of the coaches that had been talking to them and their parents about being recruited and that they were also introduced by the phone to their host, which was a girl that said, I will be your host for the entire weekend when you come to visit. And nothing more than that was said, but there was a feeling that it was implied that they would be with him, the host would, the, the whole weekend. So that's where this comes from. Now, that seems kind of sordid, perhaps not content for here on this program, but I think it's important to mention this point. 
the head coach at the University of Louisville is Rick Patino. And the question that comes out now is, did he know about this? Did he know about this? And of course, there is a good bit of silence from both the university and from uh, Coach Patino himself. And if, if you know, if you're a college basketball fan, and whether you're a Cardinal fan or not, try to just step back one level from your fandom today. I mean, if, if you're a Kentucky Wildcat fan listening to this, l- let's look at it from the leadership perspective here and not, you know, raising a ruckus here because it's the hated Cardinals that this has happened to. So Coach Patino, the question that's being asked of Coach Patino is, you know, did you know about this? And there are lots of thoughts. He, he has not said much, but he did speak to, uh, to ESPN uh, within the last day or so. And he said this to Dana O'Neill, according to ESPN, on a phone call. He said, allegedly, I don't know if any of this is true or not. There's only one person who knows the truth. And he needs to come out and tell the truth to his teammates, to the University of Louisville, to his fans, and to his coaches that have taught him to do the right thing for years and allowed him to be part of something special here. He's the only one with the answers. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Everything else is absurd. I don't care about the legal issues. If he's done something wrong, he has to own up to it and do his penance. So that's the word from Coach Patino there. Now, what happens next? There'll be a, uh, of course, investigations by the NCAA. There'll be investigations by the university. But a couple of thoughts come to mind here, and now we start looking at this through the leadership lens. Uh, I think by nature, college basketball coaches, because of all that's at stake, because of all that the, the money that's involved for the program, for the university, for their conferences, generally... Coaches can be characterized as a bit of a control freak by nature and to have their hands on everything and that there is nothing that can happen that they're not aware of. So if you subscribe to that at face value, then then the question of whether or not Coach Patino was aware of what allegedly happened is, is answered easily. But I don't think it's that easy. Yahoo sports writer Pat Forde was on uh, the Dan Patrick show today. And he made the comment that sometimes programs get so big. And let me tell you, in Kentucky, the University of Kentucky and the University of Louisville, those are really, really big programs. They are huge. And it's impossible, he contended, that a coach knows about everything that's going on. And particularly now for a coach, whether you include Coach Patino in this class or not, has gotten older, it it becomes even more difficult. 
to take care of every net and every nuance that goes on in the program. And uh, Pat Forty is a hometown guy there in Louisville, so he has his finger on, on the pulse of this. And he did say that it was, you know, it was possible that this was going on without the coach knowing about it. All the coaches that have this attention to detail, and Patino has been famous for it as well, he seemed to think that it was more a myth than uh, than reality. And he he really got the feeling that Patino was genuinely shocked to hear this was going on. So this brings us to the whole concept of plausible deniability. And plausible deniability is this. It's a condition in which someone can safely, believably deny knowledge of any particular item or truth that may exist because he was made deliberately unaware of that item to benefit him, to shield him from any responsibility associated with the knowledge of that truth. So it's to shield somebody. It's actually a legal term. And it's the ability of a person, sometimes in organizations, it's a senior official, a basketball head coach would fall into that class, that has a formal or informal chain of demand to deny knowledge or responsibility for any actions committed by others because of a lack of evidence that can confirm their awareness of it. Plausible deniability. Of course, we can, you know, paste this into politics quite easily, where staffers take on assignments and operations and don't tell the boss to shield them, to protect them. The point I want to make today, and I'm holding up the University of Louisville story just as a point, is... If you think this is going on in your organization anywhere, get the word out that you won't tolerate it. If if your ethical system, your value set, thinks, wait a minute, there's circumstances when we have to do tough things in business, you need to get rewired. You need to find a way to get this out of the culture. Well, how do I do this? Well, you can start by, if you're in a large organization, going to your top team and make sure they're aware that this is not how you operate if you think this is a risk. If your culture is one of more authenticity and transparency, two big qualities we fully support on this program and talk about all the time, then it may not be as big a problem for you. If you are a small business with only a handful of workers, make sure they know 
that you won't tolerate that. You want to know. You want them to be able to solve problems yet, but you want to know of issues. You don't want to be shielded. Because in this day of age, day and age, when everybody with social media is part of the media, you can bring your organization to the ground, crumbling. Whether you're a small business with a half dozen people or a large corporation with thousands. Should I mention Enron or WorldCom here? Plausible deniability. Think about that. Does it make you feel good to think that you have staff that would want to protect you in such a way? Rethink that. Do you think that business is tough enough that it's just a a normal activity? You need to rethink that yourself. That's, That's a big deal. If we are seeking to create to be the most transparent, authentic leaders that we can, plausible deniability, no place for it. And if you guys think I'm wrong, come to the show notes page and put a comment down. I'm not asking for traffic there. I just want to hear from you. Because this just struck a nerve because we see stories coming out of the sports world all the time. And this one seemed to translate pretty easily to the concept of authenticity. And I thought it was worth us discussing it for a while. Not a fan? Okay. Go do your work today and move on. Are a fan? Think about this. But I'll have links in the show notes that you can can find more about and think about this. It really is something worth sharing with your team, whether you're in the clear or not, if you think it's a problem or not. What a great roundtable talk to ask them, do you think we're like this? Are you like this? Okay, folks, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here today. One thing I want you to do, one thing I want you to do today Go to our webpage, labradorleadership.com, click on the orange button. It's time that you start getting the good stuff. Take care of one another, and we'll see you next time. Bye.